Hey, hey, it's your girl Divine, and you are listening to Edifying Queens, where we share a vision to effectively interpret the truths in the Word of God in a relatable way that is not only relevant to today's culture, but unquestionably crucial to surviving as a follower of Jesus Christ. If this is your first time listening, I am one of four lovely voices you will hear, and each week you will have the pleasure of experiencing different views as this is a multi-managed show. So sit back, relax, and take in the rich Word of God. I hope you enjoy. My life is in the hands of the maker. I give it all to you, God, trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me. I give it all to you, God, trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me isn't that what we do every day i give it all to you god trusting that you'll make something beautiful out of me that's certainly what i do every day or i try to do every day i give it all that you'll make something beautiful out of me there's nothing I hold on to let it go there's nothing I hold on to there's nothing I hold on to I'm holding on to you There's nothing I hold on to There's nothing I hold on to There's nothing I hold on to But I'm holding on to you Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for being here with me right now. On the Edifying Queens podcast. I just want to let you guys know that no matter where you are, whether you're in the library, whether you're in your car, or you're at home, you can give God praise anywhere. And the beautiful think about it is he hears us he hears our praise so no matter what you sound like I don't sing because I sound good I sing because the Bible says to make a joyful noise a joyful noise and regardless how I sound to other people 
The Lord believes my praise is beautiful and it makes his heart smile. And isn't that why we do anything, people of God? Lord, I just thank you right now for every listener and every ear that is on this podcast today or tonight. God, I thank you for guiding them here. And I pray right now that you speak to their hearts, their minds, and their souls, most importantly, Lord. And that if they don't know you in a very real way, if they used to know you in a very real way and have fallen off, Lord, whatever the state of their soul and their relationship on this hour, Lord, I ask right now that you restore what has been broken. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. And Lord, I also ask that you bless this word that you have given me. Lord, I I pray that you interpret it through me the way that you would have your people receive it. In Jesus' holy and precious name, I pray. Amen. Good morning, evening, or night, saints of God. Today, I am going to be in Romans chapter 1. And we're going to read the whole thing, so... Pull out your Bible, pull it up on your phone, whatever you got going on there. Excuse me. And I'm in no rush right now because honestly, this word was hard for me. And it's been um, a minute since I came to terms with what it actually means and when I read it for myself it was told to me and I heard it and I was kind of digesting it then but when I read it in my bible for myself not on my tablet not on my phone when I opened up the word of God and I read it for myself it hit me in another way I fell down on my knees and my heart cried I was in my office you guys at work and my heart cried I mean I was physically crying but my heart cried and so I want you guys to receive the fullness of this word right now the way that God laid it on me And even if you don't receive it right now, I pray that the Lord gives you insight on what it means right now in these times that we're going through and the times we're going to face. And it gives you clarity and it gives you reassurance that God's word is true. So in Romans, and I'm reading from the King James Version 
verse 1 chapter 1 Paul a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle separated unto the gospel of God which he had promised afore by his prophets in the holy scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name among whom are ye also called of Jesus Christ to all that be in Rome beloved of God called to be saints grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ so verses 1 through 7 is a greeting it's a greeting from Paul and he's very specific to who he's talking to. He's talking to everyone in Rome. This is in verse 7. He's talking to the beloved of God and those who are called to be saints. So he's not talking to everybody. He's very specific. And you'll see why that is important later in the text so verse 8 first I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. So Paul is very specific. Making requests, if by any means now at length, I might have a pro prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. So he's asking for a safe journey to make it to where he's writing the letter to. For I long to see you that I may impart you unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. So he wants to give them in person this spiritual gift so that they can have with them, well us, <laughs> so that we could have with us and be established so this gift is going to the spiritual gift he's talking about is going to encourage us verse 12 that is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me so he wants to commune with with them and just have fellowship really now I would not have you ignorant brethren that oftentimes I propose to come unto you 
but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. So he's hoping to be, what is the word? He's hoping to be heard and understood. And he's hoping that what he's saying to them, what he's teaching them and what he's giving them will be put to good use, not just for them, but to the Gentiles also. And if you're familiar with the Gentiles, the Gentiles are kind of separated from God's people. And so some people didn't preach to the Gentiles and they looked down on people that talked to the Gentiles as if the Gentiles could not be saved. But Paul is making it known that it is this gospel is also for the Gentiles. Verse 14, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the, to the unwise. So as much as is, so as much in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. So he is ready to give them everything that God has given to him to everyone in Rome now here's where it gets down to the nitty gritty verse 16 for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So you and I, saints of God, we shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Now listen to this closely. This is verse 19. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath shewed it unto them. Now, who is he talking about? Now we have to refer back to verse 18. Who is he talking about? For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness and then right after verse 19 says because that which may be known of God is manifest in them 
for God hath showed it unto them. God has manifest in each and every human being. He has manifested inside of us. And he has showed each and every human being who he is. I'm going to keep reading. Verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse 21 because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. So, long story short, there's really no short way to put this. Every human being has a knowledge of God. It is written on their heart. It is manifest inside of them. Mankind decided that they didn't need God. Some people have decided that they don't need God. And you might know some of those people. They've decided that they don't need God, but they know who he is. It says right here in verse 20, the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So they are without excuse. It's basically saying all the evidence, all the proof you need of God's existence is number one is manifest on the inside of you so you have knowledge of him number two it is clearly seen throughout the earth everything that you see around you has been created by the Lord there is your evidence there is your proof the fact that you can even reason or to hear this word through this podcast is evidence of God no man needs explanation. No man needs to be proved that God exists. Everyone knows that God exists. This revelation floored me. And, you know, and, uh, 
I'll finish reading. Verse 25. Who changed the truth of God unto a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust toward one another men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetedness, covet, covetedness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant-breaking, without natural affection, in place, in implicable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same but they have pleasure in them that do them and then verse 2 gets scary for those who are denying God not verse 2 chapter 2 but I'm not going that far. I just want to make it plain. This revelation of understanding that every human being has a knowledge of God. It has really, it's taken me all week to digest and then now I'm responsible for what I know and so you have this and I won't even get to I, I, if you just listen to verses 26 through 32 it's the world today people giving themselves over to their own lusts and God 
He's given us a choice. You can acknowledge him and follow him. And if you choose otherwise, well, he's given you over to, you're going to do what you want to do. But ultimately, we will all be judged. And this really just confirms my deepest thoughts and wonders about atheists and people who forsake the name of God, mainly atheists. I always knew some kind of way that they knew that God was there. I had a I had an inkling inside because I'm like, there's no way you don't know. And now I know for sure because God word God's word says it plainly. Because that in verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath shewed it unto them he already showed who he was from the moment he breathed breath into Adam's body and thereafter to the now generation it is already stamped and sealed on your heart woman of God, man of God. I don't know who you're serving right now, but there is only one God. There's only one King of Kings. There is only one Lord of Lords. And if you are not serving him, I urge you to repent. Repent. Put your face to the carpet, as I've heard said, and you ask God to show himself to you. Ask him to come into your life, to come into your heart, to come into your soul. Ask him to be a part of your life. One of the saddest things that I've ever seen. One of my friends on Facebook, he's homosexual. And he made a post a couple months back that I have not been able to forget and makes my soul cry. He said, everything. He said. Everything about being gay is fun, except going to hell or something to that effect. He said everything about being gay 
It's fun except going to hell. You have this knowledge of God. And you choose to live in enmity to him. Against him. And the mercy that he has, right? Now, while you are still breathing, while you are still able to choose who you will serve this day, will not be afforded to you when the deal is done and your life is over. And you will not be able you will not be able to repent when you get to hell you will not be able to repent you will not be able to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior when the door closes on your soul you will not be able to repent then so I urge you even if you call yourself a Christian if the Bible is not your ultimate standard of truth you are not a Christian Christian means to be Christ like and if the Bible is not your ultimate standard of truth the very words of God if you pick and prod at this word of God and you're trying to shape it into something else that it is not or you, you exclude some things and you live a way that you know God knows my heart yes he does and the only reason you feel the need to say God knows your heart is because you know something is wrong with your heart so I urge you right now woman of God man of God repent and I also urge you that if you know this truth and now that you know this truth you're responsible for this truth you're responsible saints of God with sharing the gospel with those people that God has put in your path you're responsible for letting those souls know that if you don't get it together you will spend an eternity in fire maggots eating at your skin and people joke about having a party in hell y'all want to know a secret Hell wasn't even created for us. Let's just let's just put that out there because that's a misconception. That's a common misconception that hell was created. Well, why would a God why would a loving God create a hell to burn you in for eternity? Sir ma'am, let me tell you. Hell was not created for us. Hell was created for Satan and his angels. Hell wasn't created for Adam and Eve. 
Hell wasn't created for Seth and Cain and Abel and Lamech and Daniel and Solomon and Joseph and Jesse. Hell wasn't created for you. Hell wasn't created for when. Hell wasn't created for divine. Hell wasn't created for us. And the funny thing is, the enemy runs with these lies and saints and Christians like you and I, we never check the good book to believe, to read the truth. So then we believe the lie about our God. We let, sometimes we let Satan tell us about our God. And granted, he does know a lot about our God, but he's the king and the father of lies. He doesn't want you to be encouraged. He doesn't want you to make it to the place he got kicked out of. So I urge you right now I don't want you to ponder on this too long. I don't want to wait. I don't want you to wait till tomorrow. I don't want to wait. I don't want you to wait till lunch or an hour from now. I don't want you to wait. I want you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Right now. Because truth be told, no man knows the day, no man knows the hour. You may not have another chance to get it right. And while God has blessed you with this minute, this moment, seize it. Don't waste another moment without the Prince of Peace on your side and you on his. I pray that this word resonates with you. I pray that you read Romans chapter 1 for yourself in your quiet time. Because only then will God have the chance to speak to you in your quiet place to you and whatever he's saying to you right now his sheep hear his voice his sheep hear his voice not everybody hears his voice but his sheep do so if you're hearing his voice hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're hearing his voice, hallelujah. That's good news for you. That is good news for you. Seize the day, seize the hour, seize the moment that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords is talking to you. And repent and submit to him.
and you won't have another broke day in your life. Not saying that you won't run out of money sometimes. I'm talking about you'll be wealthy. You'll be rich in favor and love. And I pray in faith so that you can have the abundant life that Jesus died for you to have. I love you, saints of God. Men and women of God. Future men and women of God. And I pray that the Lord has spoke to you and given you something to take with you. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for every listener. Lord, I ask that you penetrate their heart, mind, and soul and that they get closer to you, God. In Jesus' holy and precious name I pray. Amen. If you are listening right now and something said has moved you to want to know Jesus in a personal way and you would like to start your relationship with him right now, repeat this simple prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart that you, God, have raised him from the dead. I thank you, Father, that I am now saved according to your holy word in Romans 10.9. Romans 10.9 in the new KJV says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It goes on to say in verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 reassures us by saying, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now that you have received Jesus as your personal Savior, there are some things you must understand and take with you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The first thing you want to do is find a good church home who believes on the name of Jesus and become a part of the body of Jesus Christ. So you may be fed, protected, and strengthened. We all need a support system. Walk with Christ. It's not always easy. So make sure that you're plugged in. Lastly, you must be intentional about your prayer and study life. 2 Timothy 2.15 reads, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God 
a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Know that you are always on the forefront of our minds and at the top of our prayer list. Go with grace. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us and share your testimony, comments, or thoughts about the show. Or if you need a little advice or prayer, email us at eqlovesjesus at gmail.com. That's eqlovesjesus, all one word, at gmail.com. Please join us here next week to hear how God is moving in the life of another one of your edifying sisters in Christ. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to communing with you here next week. I am your host, Divine, and have a wonderful morning, evening, or night. Be blessed. Mm-hmm.